We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Still more expansion talk. Bob Bowlesby hiring lawyers, them going in and out of the way to blame ESPN for all their trouble. ESPN uh, trying to make the American take some teams. I mean, all kind of stuff going on with the uh, with the Big 12 right now. And I love it. The legal pursuit angle of this here, uh, this here situation. We'll talk about that a little bit today. We'll... Uh, I don't know. We'll you know, I told whatever. somebody yesterday, I said, sure. in the real world, we're told that we all hate each other. And then when you get out in the real world, you find out that we really don't. You know what I mean? But with this, we've always said, hey, these people kind of hate each other. And now that we're in the real world, they do. And it's awesome. Bob Bowlesby is trying to figure out a way to blame all of this on ESPN. I mean, I don't hate the hustle. I, 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 I mean, look, I mean, if my league's falling apart, <laughs> if my two main institutions conspired against me to leave my league, yeah. I'm looking around and going, who can I blame? ESPN. ESPN. Well, but what I love is, you guys, we have to stay together for this very finite period of time to make them suffer. <laughs> We're, they're going to stay with us. We've pooped in our pants, and they're going to stay here and breathe the air. This is the guy who refuses to sign the divorce papers. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It might be over. You might have moved out, but nope, 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 nope. I'm not signing this She's thing. gone. She's moved in with him. and We are married. We are married. I am not. Yeah. No, no, she's gone, dude. She's not coming back. I'm at a loss, so... I mean, you'd be so much better off just going, yeah, I got dumped. Yeah. I'm moving on. That and more coming up on the show, the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, the uh, Blue Sky location, having the self-checkout. We told you about it yesterday. Go in, don't have to worry about if there's a line or anything. Just handle it yourself. We love self-checkouts around here, and you will too if you use the one there at Blue Sky. They work out. They're all over Blue Skies in Mississippi after that. So make this one work. It helps everybody. helps people in Jackson. helps people in Macomb. helps everybody up and down I-55. And while you're in there, download the Speed Pass Plus app. Use it. Earn some points. Save some money with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And if you're here locally, you can check out yourself on one of those lunch specials. Somebody have to, like, 
fix it and put it in the plate for you. But five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drink there at the uh, Oxford Exxon. I don't think they let you self serve your own mashed potatoes, probably. But anyway, well, not in this day and age of the Delta point. variant. I yeah. mean, we know. Um, and then maybe you pull into the parking lot. We actually have cars at Clark Ford right now. Yeah, they got, they got trucks and cars and stuff at Clark Ford. Some supply happening there. So if you have demand, get in touch with Corey. Get in touch with him and say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest, completely up to you. You can chop it around or you can do what I've done, what I recommend you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred guests have joined us all week on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open starting at five today. Great daiquiris, margaritas, all sorts of frozen drinks. It's hundred and seventy degrees outside. Humidity is like ninety nine point six seven percent. Be a perfect time to um, get a frozen drink, cold beer, whatever the case may be. Enjoy some waterfront views. If you can't get out to Sardis, you can go to Rafters on the Square or Rafters New Albany to uh, get your Rafters fixed. So Rafters on the Water, Rafters on the Square in uh, Oxford or Rafters New Albany. All right, so Pete Dammel breaks this yesterday. I don't know, yesterday afternoon at some point. I got multiple calls going, hey, have you seen what Thamel wrote? I'm like, no, he's got me blocked on Twitter. Is it 2010 again? We're covering camp? What are we doing? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. An Oxford number calls me, and I'm always like, okay, well, that's probably actually is something, but I'll deal with it later. I don't yeah. know. Uh, usually, it's like spam risk. Like I got one like 15 minutes ago that was all like about my social security number being compromised and stuff, and then you look it up, and that number doesn't even exist. So, good. Anyway, yes, yesterday afternoon, Thamel uh, reporting that the Big 12 sent a cease and desist letter to, uh, to ESPN, basically demanding that the network stop plotting to sabotage and cannibalize the league. <laughs> Um, Bowlesby accused ESPN of attempting to, quote, harm the league for ESPN's financial benefit. But then after that, he uh, he kept going. He did some media interviews. He accused ESPN of uh, plotting with what appeared to be or what turned out to be the American Athletic Conference to kill off the Big 12. He said he found evidence the ESPN had been providing incentives to a league to lure the Big 12 leftovers away after Oklahoma and Texas bolted uh, for the SEC or in the process. His, quote, what pushed me over the top was a couple of days ago when it became known to me that ESPN had been working with one or more other conferences and even providing incentives for them to destabilize the Big 12 and approach our members about moving away and providing inducements for the conference to do that. Bowlesby told Yahoo Sports in a phone interview that is tortious interference with our business. <laughs> it is uh, it is not right. ESPN countered by saying, quote, the claims in the letter have no merit. Um Look, the claims... Look, in a way, they did. I mean, Bosby's not wrong. No, he's not say. wrong. I mean, he's actually on. right. Come but on. What are you going to do about it? What, 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 what are we doing? I mean, come on. Like you said, now it's hey, you eight other teams, or how many the hell's even in the Big Twelve now? We need you guys to hang out for two reasons: a, to keep the league together because that's what's most important, and b, so they have to stay through twenty twenty five or pay us seventy million dollars a piece. Cool, capiche? Y'all all copacetic with that? I mean, that, that that's what's amazing about this is now suddenly Bowlesby is, hey, we're the musketeers all fighting to save the Big 12, and you look around and Texas Tech's going, hey, uh, Pac-12, you you good? Kansas, Big 10, maybe other? Um, <sighs> look, it's it's actions of a very desperate commissioner of a, of, of a conference. That is what it is. That is all that it is. <sighs> 
it's dead. The league is dead. Yes. The marriage is dead. The league is dead. It's 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 in the hospital and it's not coming out. Okay? Yeah, sure. It's over. That's a hard thing for people to accept. Over. But it's over. The league's not coming back. Texas is gone. OU is gone. That will become official that the SEC welcomed them in tomorrow. You'll hear July 1. Nothing, we're good. July 1, 2025. It's not going to be 2025. It's going to be 2022. Mm-hmm. We're in less than a year. Media days next year. The Texas and Oklahoma coaches will be there. Mm-hmm. That'll be a circus. Oh. And I, I, I can't wait. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm so excited about all the chaos. People are like, why do you enjoy this? This is costing people their jobs and stuff. It's like, eh, I'm going to be real. If you worked at Iowa State or Texas Tech and you didn't see this coming, shame on you. But now you're the, you're the American, and they're coming to try to poach you, and that's exactly much of of Bowlesby's anger at ESPN yesterday was American athletic conference related. It was because the SEC doesn't want Kansas and and Texas Tech. The SEC got who they wanted. They're he's, done. He's mad at the SEC for upsetting the apple cart. He's mad at the SEC for not just letting everybody play in their little conference bubbles and let everybody be as they are and move yeah. on with their days. That's what he's mad at. The, there, there's a lot of... He's yelling at clouds. There's a lot of freedom fighters that are really frustrated at the SEC for taking the game they love and turning it into somebody, something else right now. That's the sentiment yes. that is going around yes. the country right yes. now. Is how dare you guys be mercenaries and not allow us to have our pure college? Here's football. the one I love from some of the journalists going, "This is just capitalism ruining a sport." Yeah, wait, did, did you? At which point did you not think college football was about money? Because I'm curious. Been that way for a minute. I mean, it's yeah, it's been a minute or two. Yeah, like Stuart Mandel, his feelings are very hurt. Yes. He's very crushed. Stewart would like some socialism back into his college football. <laughs> and it's over. And it, they're not done yet. Listen, I talked to two people yesterday who would know, mm-hmm. who say this SEC-ACC merger thing mm-hmm. is real. This is not, as I suspected, this is not Jay Billis just opining on national television. It's real. I've talked to people who swear there are powers on the West Coast that have reached out to the SEC. And I know what the SEC says, which is, hey, there's no grand plan. We just took Texas and Oklahoma. They were available. They inquired. We were like, hey, we'd be crazy not to take them, and we're going to take them. And on its surface, that's true. I don't think the SEC is out making phone calls. I don't think the SEC is calling the ACC going, hey, you guys – you want to you come over? But I think they're taking calls. And that's not tampering. No. But my issue with the, the big merger is there's just so many ACC schools that don't benefit the SEC at all. It's about TV. Yeah, I know. But, and I, I don't but even, we've learned a lot on TV. I think even TV execs are smarter than maybe they even were 10 years ago because if they had it to do over today – they wouldn't pay extra money to the Big Ten for Maryland and Rutgers joining the league. No that question. did nothing from a footprint standpoint. Just because you have a school inside a footprint 
doesn't mean the shoe is stepping down right there. We've always taught Chase about how eventually the breakaway was going to happen. Yeah. It's happening right now. Yeah. This is what the, And maybe that's more what this just this is. This is what this breakaway else. is going yeah. to look like. It's what the, it's what it's going to look like. It's not going to be one big press release one day, voila, we've broken away. No, it's going to happen over time. It's going to happen over time. Quick time. I don't think it's going to be a long time. So if you enjoy a 16-team league, you probably ought to enjoy the next couple of years because I don't know how much longer it's going to last after that. And look, if you're Kansas, you're Texas Tech, you're anybody in that league who's left Iowa State who can get somewhere else, when Bob Bowlesby goes, look, y'all, y'all, we got to stay together and make Texas and Oklahoma suffer. We got to make them suffer. I mean, you got to sit back and go, hey, she's nuts, right? She's crazy. There was a day where we thought, hey, you know, she was kind of hot. But now she's 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 too crazy. It's over. If you're Kansas and you can get into the Big Ten, are you saying no today? No, no, I got to stay with these guys for four more years. I'm obligated to Baylor. I mean, like, <laughs> why? Yeah. yeah, if you're Iowa State, are you like, yeah, you know, I tell you, we we have a, gr- a good thing with TCU. I know they've been in the conference like six years. I mean, you know, I like that trip to Fort Worth. Yeah. No, you're out. You think if I if if the Big Ten called Iowa State today that Iowa State I, before the Big Ten could say so they'd be like yes yes how how quick how quickly do we need to you know that letter that Texas and Oklahoma sent to the SEC Can we send that? we're just going to change some names real quick it'll it'll be there in two minutes yeah. you need that in PDF or how do you, how do you need what do you need you want me to convert that to Word you need it in pages I mean how do you, you want it in everything how, how do you want that. Better yet, they would say, do you want us to drive it? We'll try. We will bring it to you. Is it Indianapolis? Yeah. That's what they're We'll be there. And we'll be there. However long it takes to get from Ames to Indianapolis, we'll, we will be there on knees begging. It's over. It's not – I don't know what Bowlesby's doing. I mean, I get it. He's trying to survive, but it's – man, you're dead. Is he trying to make sure he's not – I mean, look, he is fired and gone and whatever. I mean, it's been a, it's been a catastrophe. But in some ways, is he just – Defending the people that pay him a little bit. Yeah, sure. He's doing his job, drawing his check. I mean, it's crap, but yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not picking on Bob. Bob. I mean, he knows it's crap. He know absolutely. I mean, he's he's a bad commissioner, but he's not an idiot. Yeah, and the other schools, like, listen, if you're TCU today, okay, you're not going to the Pac-12. You're Did not you going jump into the American. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's where you are. Yes. That's why the guy at the American who's always super quotable, he's not said a word. Why? Because he's trying to get these teams to come on. And suddenly they – I mean, if you're Baylor and the American conference calls, you take it today. You don't have a choice. I mean, it's not palatable, well, but you, it's that. The or... alternative is, well, we could be an independent. Yes. Good luck with that, champ. You'll end up in the Sun Belt before you know it. Yeah. No, you go to the American. Which would become the top – other league that's what and that's what they know they know hey we can be the top minor league we can be the best minor league i mean baylor ucf is worse games yeah. houston can elevate a little sure. it's all right i mean you look at who's left the irate eight they call them if you're kansas state where are you going 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're Kansas State, where are you going? The Pac-12's not taking you. The Big Ten's not taking you. You you'd be a fool. That's what, that's what Andy made the guy from Manhattan mad yeah. today. He you'd be a fool not to listen to the American right now, because the American will absolutely take you. Not only that, you'll be a high-profile school in their league. You'd be the dog. So if if you're Iowa State, I mean, you're, yeah, you, you, Iowa might not want you, but at this point, I, the Big Ten knows. Hey, we probably need. And I've, I've read this. This isn't even a secret. The Big Ten knows it needs to be proactive right now. Kevin Warren did a really, pardon my language, shitty job with the pandemic. And he pissed off a lot of programs. Right, it was, yeah. I mean, for example, and the SEC hasn't and won't call. But if the SEC called Nebraska today, they're out. They're out. They won't get a call, but yeah. But yeah, but you get my point. I mean, kudos to Nebraska. Go ahead and get in the spot over there. Sure. Because they could be. No, they, they, too. they knew to get out. Missouri knew, knew to get out. I mean, they're the big winner in all this. Colorado. Yeah, Colorado went Pac-12. Everybody saw this coming. This this one, when people go, oh, had it not been for ESPN, oh, for the love of God. Look, the impetus to this expediting, what sped this up, what hit the accelerator, was during a pandemic, the SEC reached a deal with Disney for a monumental amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so the Big 12 went to their TV partners and said, hey, what's happening? How you feeling? So we were kind of wondering if maybe, you know, I don't know if you saw that about ESPN and, uh, and the SEC, kind of wondering if maybe you guys want to... Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of. Let's, let's let's make this thing a little bit more official. Let's extend this out a little bit. Let's let everybody know we're we're really together. Let's renew our vows. And the TV people were like, eh, you know, listen, we like you. We gotta be honest. As we kind of get closer to the end here, we're kind of thinking about getting on the dating app. That was the first warning. And so if you – the Texas Tech chancellor was the first person that came out and said, this might be a problem. Mm-hmm. And Texas and Oklahoma looked at it and went, okay, wait a minute. Georgia and Alabama and LSU and Florida and Ole Miss and the, all these places are getting how much? And we're getting what? And Oklahoma looked at Texas and went, you sons of bitches, you caused this 11 years ago. We're not doing it again. We're out. And Texas said – this Longhorn Network thing, when it expires, you're not renewing it, are you? And ESPN was like, no. They ate a little humble pie, and they said, but we've got big horns. Mm-hmm. Here we go. That's what happened. This isn't all that complicated. All the people that are like, the anatomy of the deal. But there is no anatomy. It's right there. And so now what has happened is the projections of, Hey, have you guys seen how much money the SEC will make as early as 2024 with Texas and Oklahoma in the league? More than the rest of the NCAA makes combined? And those schools, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, USC. USC. Like, whoa, hold up. So they're going to make what? And we're going to make how much less? A good bit less. Well, is there anything we can do to make that? I'm not sure. <clears throat> Someone, someone called Birmingham. And so the SEC is looking at this. This is all conjecture on my part. Some of it is. Some of it's not. 
a lot of it's pretty educated. The SEC's looking at it and going, hey, if we could make that much in 2024, if we were to add, again, the pro-rata thing didn't come out by accident. Yeah, sure. What could we make in 2028 if we had them and them and them? And that's where the ACC is. Again, Jay Billis didn't make it up. This wasn't Jay Billis out walking his Labrador retriever in Durham or Charlotte or wherever he lives, thinking, you know what might be funny is if the ACC and the SEC merged. He said it on national television, Chase. He said it on national TV during all of this. You know, if I were the ACC, he said, I think I'd reach out to the SEC about a, quote, merger, end quote. Think he made that up? No, he's planting a seed. That was trial balloon. And the reaction to it, for the most part, has been in ACC country, probably a good idea. Well, yeah, over there for sure. It's over here that I Well, that's it. where they're over here. They can look around, and they've got time to talk about it, and they've got to decide, how. do you want to be inclusive or do you want to be vigilante? Do you want to go, hey, look, we don't really want all of you sons of God, some, you know, but hey, Clemson. Hey, Florida State, North Carolina. We wouldn't mind having you. You can come get a piece of this money, and believe me, they know it. And so if you're the ACC, here's, here's where the ACC is at a, at a, at a disadvantage. They've got to figure this out. They know that. Well, yeah, so you either find a way to merge and save everybody or you just lose your big fish and suddenly you're the Big 12 in six years. Yeah, because you don't think people at North Carolina have called people and said, hey, look into that contract deeply. Mm-hmm. What do we pay you an hour on retainer? All right, spend some of those hours and look into that contract. Find a loophole. And that's where it comes. And so that's where we're going. I mean, so the people that are like, well, what I really want is for my college athletics to be what they always were. And I get it. I do. Because you, because there is a negative here. Sure. There's a huge negative here. But it's over. Yeah. I it's, mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Change is coming. I think big change is coming. If you told me to put on my, you know, I had to look ahead. If the football gods came down and said, hey, what would you guess it looks like in – end of July 2031, I would say absolutely 1 million percent different than it looks right now. Yeah, I mean, we'll tease that. I got a thought on it. I'll tell you about it in a second. First, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis through your local underwriting and understand your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. The uh, Grove will be back open and uh, full capacity this fall. The team at 7 South Tailgating will be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. It's your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. To lock in a tailgating package for this fall, you can visit their site, 7southtailgating.com, and submit a request, or you can feel free to call them directly, 662-321-1682. We are also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. Game Changer, Game Changer Patch Company developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers several years ago. Uh, Bob Bowles, we probably could use this right now, to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. 
Uh, go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase, and you can try it yourself. We're also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC, ACS, owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time, dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom-tailor software packages, custom-design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. Uh, Go to ACSLLCMS.com for more or call 662-601-4381. Be a part of history this summer with the Oxford Park Commission. They're hosting their first volleyball league in the fall for girls uh, he said October through November, the leagues are open for girls ages 9 to 14. The cost to take part is just $50 per player. OxfordParkCommission.com today to find out more information and to sign up. Also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss grads that utilize their unique skill set to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of retail, restaurant, and professional office space along with roughly 75 zero-lot-line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you would like to learn more about this great opportunity, visit Sam and BB with a call at 601-586-3220. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Find out everything going on locally, including OPC Movies in the Park. Event Park, July 30th for that. July 31st, first sidewalk sales are going to be going on as it is tax-free weekend in Mississippi. And then July 31st, YAC. County takeover, basically a bar crawl throughout uh, Oxford. You can find out more there at the YAC website or visit Oxford's website as well. And then uh, on August 3rd, back to school drive with uh, Ole Miss women's basketball. You can come visit some of the coaches and team members in front of City Hall Plaza and then bring school supplies as your ticket is to have our school supplies provide a ticket to have a guided tour at 3 p.m. leaving in front of City Hall. But for all events, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Yeah, I mean – is there now look money's going to win so i'm not even really playing devil's advocate i'm just bringing up kind of this part of this <laughs> with sound like bullsby yeah i know it's like eh, <laughs> with um no but seriously with season sure. tickets struggling anyway with people not necessarily coming back to the to, to the stadiums with everybody trying to figure out how do we make this be more of an a, an entertainment product product how do we make people not just buy the 75-inch TV and do everything they're doing to stay home. And now, look, the answer here before I even start the question is whether they're getting a lot better games. Okay, well, maybe that isn't up, and maybe that's the answer. But do you worry at all about the sport looking different as another reason for people not to show? Because no longer – look, I mean, again, I know I'm harping on a little in this week. I don't necessarily mean to because I agree with all of it. I'm not even necessarily taking the stance. But my point is – College football is still brought so much by emotion and what you know and history and, and, and that pageantry going to it. Sure. That a product looking completely different could be another reason why somebody stays home. It is. You have to weigh that. I would counter with. There's a, there's a line, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know where it is, but there is a, there's a splice point there. I have a suspicion that this is the younger demographic 
would be more attracted to the newness. Hey, we've never had North Carolina come to Oxford before. You know? Yeah, sure. Florida State's coming to Oxford? That'd be cool. It's unique. I don't think, and I could be wrong, I haven't had this conversation yet. I don't think like you're going to see Sunbelt teams coming to SEC towns five years from now. But now, if, we're, if that's true, then you are having to convince every AD and every fan in the, in, in the country that wins are not the most important thing as a stockpile measure. Sure. But and maybe you do. But I think you do because I think it starts – you start getting into this pod thing where – and people go, well, you know, if you're Ole Miss, you're never going to be the best team in the country. Can you be the best team in your pod? Because mm-hmm. if you be the best team in your pod, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, you're the NFL division winner. And so if you're in the playoffs. The Bills don't have to beat the Bengals. They've got to beat the Patriots, Dolphins, I mean, yeah, and Jets. Not to bring up bad memories, but the 7-9 and nine Seahawks won a division, and they beat the Saints in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't – here's the thing is <clears throat> it's going to change. It's it's absolutely going to change. I don't I don't see a scenario now that the ball has started rolling and it is absolutely rolling fast down the hill. I, I, I don't see how you reverse it. Yeah. And, and no, I don't I don't either. I just I think that with at least some segment of something somewhere out there that is significant. A bunch of ways to say nothing. Call it tradition, call it whatever, call it however you want to call it. But when it it's going to turn college sports into more of a pro mindset, which is not bad, but it's so completely different that it does create changes in the fabric and the makeup of colleges and fandom and things. That sure. there, there are there is a I don't so know. Did you I've read got Andy this Staples little, today? I'm I've kind of been reading it as we're doing the podcast. He talks one of the things that he says that gets glossed over because we're all obsessed about. We're all obsessed about the uh, who's in what pod and who's in what division and who's in what league is that, you know, there's talk about when you form this Super League that there will be salaries for players. Mm-hmm. Salaries. Yeah. Not NIL. That's my, I guess that's my point is I mean, maybe you become the NFL, but maybe you don't. Maybe you have a problem. Maybe you shouldn't. But listen, I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. And I think we're headed there But I think, I don't know, I've got this weird tick in the back of my head that just tells me there are some unintended consequences here that could be huge issues. Sure. From fan base standpoint. Of course. Where you look back in 20 years and go, I don't know if that was right or not. Have you noticed that in all of the things you've read, in all of the things, all of the quotes, all of the, anything you've read, no one's even talked about attendance. Everything is about television and streaming. 100%. 100%. Everything. I know. Is about what? what's Amazon's role going to be in this? What is all the different streaming services? How do they work it out? Yeah. It got glossed over because it was Barstool, and we were like, ah, ha, ha. Barstool just got a bowl game that's going to be streamed exclusively on Barstool, Barstool, Barstool Sports. Sports. Yeah. That's where these things are headed. Yeah. No, there's there's, there's no doubt. I just – for your for your Alabama uh, – Whatever, take Ole Miss, take Alabama, whomever. NC State coming to Oxford is kind of cool the first time. Sure. On about the fourth time, they go, I'd rather just play Arkansas. Of course. I have history with Arkansas. Well, and when you do some of this, like you mentioned Ole Miss and Arkansas, for example, let's use that rivalry, yeah. if you will. 
if they end up in different pods, that game won't get played every year. Mm-mm. And as much as Ole Miss fans like to make fun of it and Arkansas fans like to make fun of it, game's kind of fun. It's a big weekend. Arkansas comes here this weekend. They'll bring a gazillion people to the Grove. Mm-hmm. Well, when you don't have that anymore, you lose some of that. You do lose some of what's special. Everybody can say they hate each other and all that stuff, but they'll party together in the Grove all day. Yeah, you, 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 you we, we hate you because of proximity. We hate you yeah. because it's, it's what we do. But it's fun to hate you, yeah, and we saying. enjoy hating you. Yeah. And we would miss hating you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hate Syracuse. You don't, yeah, yeah, you don't really hate. You hate for three hours. Yeah. You don't really hate. It's fun to hate. It's fun, fun to think that you hate us and we hate you. Because A&M time. ingrained from that standpoint very quickly because it was a really good fit. It made sense. Mm-hmm. Everything moved from a fan base standpoint, from a, hey, this game's kind of cool standpoint. Missouri never has. No. Nobody gets geek for Missouri. Nobody really gives a crap about Missouri right. being in the league from that standpoint. I mean, Missouri is a net negative from what we're talking about. Now, Texas, Oklahoma, they'll integrate easily and well and no problems at all. But that, I guess that's my point. I think there's a certain pick-and-choose nature to it that is important at this Sure, point. but the, the more exclusive you make it, yeah, the more pro it becomes. Yeah. Because if it's exclusive, it's USC, um, Clemson. It's very small groups. And at that point, you know, you get to 20. What do you play, 10 conference games? A lot of people think this is going to, you know, the the other thing that is out there today is that the other leagues are now going to slow down on the 12-team playoff as a way to punish the SEC. Mm-hmm. But you you hear some people, we, we have to stop this. There's no stopping it. The money's too great. If you're in charge of the fiduciary if you're the CFO at Texas or Oklahoma, how do you how, how in the world would you go? Oh no, we don't need to do this because of traditions. I mean, you know, write your check to the electric company and just write tradition. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And see how that goes over. No, they just want your money. Well, it's always been this way. Is never a really good reason to keep it that way. No, that's never an answer. I I, I do hate that answer. I don't know. I just I, I sense some moderate revolt in some ways. I don't know. I mean, sure, we'll see. I'm sure. Oh, I I think there is going to be some revolt. I just think the revolt's going to lose because I don't sense that there's a real concern about what this does. Yeah, I don't I, think they care. I think the the money doesn't come anymore from people coming to your games. Mm-hmm. They're going to smaller stadiums. Here's the truth: Keith Carter might he might admit this when he comes on our show next week. No, it's not his fault that Vaught Hemingway is what it is. No. But I think if you told Keith, hey, blank check, do what you want with the stadium. Okay? I think he'd go, okay, we're going capacity of about 50. A lot of premium. A lot of premium seats, lots of suites, lots of club areas, great amenities. And great sight lines. Really, yeah. Every seat's a good one. What'd he do? Mm-hmm. If you told him, hey, the world is your oyster, my man. Do what you want. Don't worry about the price tag. We got it. But build what you want because this is going to be what you're going to have for the next 30 years. I think that's what he'd do. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
I don't think he'd build a 75,000-seat monstrosity. He'd make it intimate. Here's the truth. I think if you told Alabama, hey, and they're closer to it than anybody else, money's no object. Build exactly what you want. I don't think they'd have 110,000 seats. Mm -hmm. They'd have lots of amenities and clubs and expensive seats and stuff for the corporations and, and such. And that's where the game's changed. And that sucks. If you read about the English Premier League and that story today, it used to just be a bunch of clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like the hey, it's Chelsea Football Club. It's kind of played. It's cool. They don't and, just kind of play. Now. And the community loved them and yeah, stuff. Sure. Not that anymore. You ever watch, I know you don't watch much soccer, but if but you. They've kept the rabid nature. They have. They have. But if you watch it, it's very corporate. Oh, yeah. Wayne. In all ways. It's, it's more corporate than anything. Yeah. From. And super successful. And now multi-millionaires are in on it. The English Premier League is arguably the most successful league in all of sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, only the NFL could argue. No, no, only the NFL could clear its throat at that statement. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else could even yeah. come close. They would be the two people on the debate stage. Yeah, so. I mean, whether you want to – you hate soccer, you love soccer, I don't care. It doesn't That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, just straight if, money. If you look at the money and the way that the league's done, the well, league is – Well, the way the fan bases respond. Yes. That, that matters. And in, in the NFL, the fan bases continue to come out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because yeah. it goes even beyond – in the NFL, and it's a good example of this, they don't necessarily need attendance, but they need fans. Not the same thing. You know what I mean? Because you get fantasy and you get gambling sure. and you get just, hey, I steal my team and that's whatever sure. and the whole the whole deal. And that might be where college is headed. Hey, we pay them salaries. Let's get real college fantasy going now. Let's do it real. Let's do it the real way. Yeah. The Yahoo and the ESPN and it's in these leagues only. And Yeah. When you walk to the stadium and you can buy the Corral jersey that says his name on the back. Yeah. And he gets his cut. Yeah, not just the number 10 out there. That's yeah, whatever. not just the random, oh, gosh, isn't it funny? All these kids just happen to love number whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ironic that happened. You know, all of a sudden, what number does the kid at Auburn wear? Bigsby's like 21 or something like that. All of a sudden, you know, all of these kids are wearing the 21 jersey. Yeah. Huh, what a coincidence. Yeah. And this thing at Ole Miss, you know, in the, in the late 2000s, it was number four everywhere. Yeah. And now it's 10. Yeah. Crazy. These kids are crazy. A lot of right? two out there now. Yeah, and so now, yeah, everybody's wearing a two jersey. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Just, I, I think now you start to eliminate some of that stuff. And as you eliminate it, yes, you eliminate some of the traditions and some of the pageantry and all of that stuff, and it becomes more and more corporate. So what do you think of this list? Andy, in his notebook today, again, this is for the athletic. I'm assuming it's premium content, but we're publicizing it as much as anything else. Andy's a good enough friend that he probably wouldn't mind. Yeah, it's going to be all right. So what he came up with, and I found his list interesting. I think he still leans a little too much on some old school thought here in a couple spots. but And I haven't tried to list it out to see who's missing to try to argue this. But he's trying to come up with the – he populated the list of schools that any conference should want no matter what. Okay. Um, he says, remember, this isn't based necessarily on on-field performance. It's based on what TV programmers would want in their inventory. Brand. Yeah, which I, okay. But yes. Interesting list. So he thinks, and basically, if there was ever going to be a 24-team Super League, it would just be these 24 teams, in okay. his opinion. All right. Alabama, okay. Okay. Auburn. Sure. Clemson, Florida. I get what he's saying here, and I know you're going to say absolutely, but is Florida State really that level of pull anymore? Not to me. I don't feel like it at all. I don't feel like they do much of anything. 
some of that might be Andy based in Florida and, and around it a little bit subconsciously. Georgia, Iowa. Yes. Yes. I'm okay with Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that at 24. LSU, yeah. Miami, Michigan. Michigan State? No. That doesn't feel right. No. He has Nebraska on the list. It's not 1999. No. No. Not now. There's just no way. Notre Dame, yes. Ohio mm. State, Oklahoma. Oregon's a yes now. Yes. They've been around long enough. They're there. Yes. I'll still go Penn State. Yes. Tennessee's not on my list. He has no. Tennessee there. No. That, that That's this weird... There's still a bit of a Nebraska-Tennessee. So, well, they won for a long time. Well, some of this is, and again, I love Andy. He's one of, yeah. one of my favorite people in media. He covered Florida as a beat writer during the glory days of the Florida-Tennessee rivalry. Yeah. And I think some of that just gets it. I, I get it. And I, that is not a criticism no, no, at I mean, all. Yeah. You know, you, would, you're, you can't help but be influenced a little bit by what your experiences are and what you were around. And when he was covering Florida, that Florida-Tennessee thing, Peyton Manning, Steve Spurrier, I mean, yeah, sure. it, it doesn't get any bigger than it was then. Yeah, they just don't have – I mean, the the relative excess of money is not there anymore. They haven't won in a long time. I mean, yeah. I, the brand is still big, but it's And he might be re- referencing brand. So, well, he is, yeah, but – Yeah, but but I'm, eh. I'm with you. Yeah, sure. Um, Texas A&M, SC. He has Virginia Tech. I thought that was an interesting one on the list. Ooh. You could make the argument either way. But there's still new money. See, I, I would argue North Carolina before I argued Virginia 100%. Tech. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, without even a without, yeah. without even thinking about it. I know North Carolina hasn't been a great college football team. Frankly, I would almost argue Duke before I argued Virginia Tech. Oh, really? I'd have to think about it. I mean, Tech had that one little run. Yeah. Otherwise, they've been just kind of yeah, yeah. Virginia Tech pops up on my TV and I don't go, "Oh." And I guess that's what frustrates me a little about this list is I'm not even yeah, I'm not criticizing Andy, but it feels like a list from 2000. Does that make sense? Sure. Because, like, okay, well, Michael Vick was a big deal then, but okay. Yeah. Like, you know, and then he closes it with Washington and Wisconsin. Yes and yes. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, and no some way. of it is, hey, let's generate some debate here. People will talk about it and read it, and if that's the case, he kind of did his job. But there's a few of them there that I would, I mean. So no North Carolina. No North Carolina. I mean, I think Ole Miss would be one of the five left off this list. Agreed completely. And kind of growing by the day a little bit. Yeah. Um. No UCLA. I say, I'd rather have UCLA than some of the names on this yeah. list. For sure. I mean, there's no way to make that list and have no arguments. Um, well, yeah. yeah. And, and he basically says, I mean, he, he has a disclaimer here that basically comes out of right behind that and says, look, there's probably 15 teams that could have sure. the same level of, of, sure. of whatever with a little convincing. His main point on this, though, and this could have even manipulated some of his answers to get to this stat. Okay. Um, 15 of the teams on that list are in the Big Ten or the SEC, and two more are moving to the SEC. So 17 of the 24 are in two conferences. The other seven are in the ACC or the Pac-12. And then he says the key line here, if given a truth serum, the leaders would probably say they'd be better off in the Big Ten or the SEC, meaning you're moving to this two. Here's what's what's interesting, and it's funny. I had this conversation with someone last night. We keep talking about the SEC merging with the ACC, and I think that's a geographic thing. If the SEC wanted to merge with somebody and really make a power, it'd be the Big Ten. Oh, well, yeah. Now, look, if you want to just end it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You literally call SC, and then you call the Big Ten and go, hey, you're going to come with us, and then we're going to go with them. Yeah, and then. Hey, Clemson, you Well, in. Clemson at that point would have to go, guys, we can't, we can't stay anymore. Yeah. This is over. 
And at that point, it's 36 teams or whatever it is, and that's that's it. Where we're headed. That line from Andy wasn't a throwaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, I just know how these things work. Well, it's, I know how connected he is. Well, and it's so funny when we see him because we do it too. And what we write is, and it's all so dumb because if anybody has, it's just giving this plausible liability thing. Because, like, look, we'll get on the message board one day and go, you know, I tell you what, would be a really good idea if, if this kind of <laughs> happened in like ten days, and like you'll even get called somebody. It's like, oh, give me a freaking break! And I'm like, I don't just throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. Just, just saying, in, in case that, man, yeah. Somebody ought to think of that, really. Yeah. And like eight days later, oh, well, look. Son of a... Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Podcast brought to you in part Remember when I wrote that about Dave Doran? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to miss the play NC State. um, Really enjoy that. Their helmets are good this year. See them? They're moving like the Wolfpack little cartoon logo. I did see it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bring you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service is available, as well as parental controls, network security. They got wireless mesh extenders if you need them, and more. So call the office, find out if they're in your area. And if so, get the best internet around, 662-238-3159. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Blue Delta, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Blue Delta is going to be open there. You can go to BlueDeltaJeans.com. Their virtual tailors open all the time, 24-7. You can get measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking spectacular for the first kick of football season in September. Podcast listeners get 10% off your purchase just by using Rebel Grove at checkout. That's one word, Rebel Grove, BlueDeltaJeans.com, or in the Oxford studio, you can redeem that code. It's a great time of the year to get a pair of Blue Delta's Cotton Genos in the works, so don't miss out. Make that call today. Uh, my son Carson and I put up a um, Chasing the Ring yesterday. We're going to do another one tomorrow after the NBA draft. It's brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles and more lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry so visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777 also brought to you by comer heating and air it's uh hot as blazes right now if your air is acting like it's on the fritz you don't want to let it go all the way to the uh, expiration date you want to get in touch with the people at comer if you live in the Oxford area, the Tupelo area, or anywhere that surrounds those two cities, get in touch with Comer, 662-801-1777. They'll make sure that your heating and cooling systems are running in tip-top shape. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, so no problem. You can visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, again, collegecornerstore.com. Martin Palomo and I taped an edition of Mind on My Money earlier today. That'll be up 
where you listen to podcasts or in this feed uh, later today as well. It's brought to you by Pinnacle. They're uh, based in Madison, Mississippi, clients in more than 20 states, advisors in uh, multiple states as well. At Pinnacle, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. Uh, Regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. Um... I mean, Calkins was trying to get Memphis in the Big Ten yesterday, so I mean, we're getting close. I mean, they'll probably get a call here soon. Get, get some get some work done. Um, yeah, he's has said some interesting thoughts lately. He? Yeah, you been reading it. Yeah, daily Memphian subscriber. <laughs> not a Memphian subscriber. Are you not? Sometimes people do these things called screenshots, and they send. Well, I see this. Have you ever yeah. seen those? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I know. Well, we've we've, we've <laughs> suffered at the hands of those over the years. <laughs> yes, uh, we have <laughs> quite a bit. ESPN uh, has sources saying that Bryce Young has uh, around eight hundred thousand in NIL deals. Is where well, when, when uh, Saban said almost a million, everybody's like, "No, it's not true." Why, why would he? Why would he lie? What's in it for Saban to lie now? He's being honest. Yeah, he's been presented more than a million, but has not accepted some of those. Yeah, is the way it's uh, been phrased. It's obvious to me that Nick wanted to plant that and make sure people knew that. David Shaw said it's a great way to recruit people to come to you. Yeah, you think? I think Nick might have been talking to more than just the And David the Shaw said, hey, that's the Alabama market. That's not the real market. He's not wrong. And and then that's a statement that Shaw can make. But yeah. I'd be you would be annoyed if Kiffin makes it if you're an Ole Miss fan. Can't make it if you're yeah, Kiffin. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean Shaw and Stanford and Alabama aren't even recruiting the same. No. Their boards are not symmetrical out there. No. It's sources said that Young's deal with Cash App, his only public endorsement to date, is worth six figures. He's already completed production on a commercial for the company. It will feature NFL quarterbacks Daniel Jones and Trey Lance as well. The bulk of Young's other deals are in the memorabilia and trading card space, including Leaf, Wildcard, and Onyx. Source uh, sources said Young, who is pre- represented by Creative CAA has yet to sign any local deals in Tuscaloosa. He's expected to sign deals that would be mutually beneficial for teammates. Um, anyway. Pretty sure he signed a deal in Birmingham. Really? Yeah. Matt Corral also in on the memorabilia game. As it was announced, he uh, signed with some company that I'm forgetting yeah. here in the last uh, 48 for hours him. or so. Uh, him, uh, Derek King, there was like four dudes in it. I don't remember who they were, but I know King was one, and then. I, the, the guy at Miami, yeah, 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 and I'm forgetting the other, uh, the other two there. So, anyway, just a little, uh, little news scraping around the, um, the internet on, uh, on this morning. Uh, Chris Bryant not in the lineup for the Cubs today, so that's it. I mean, I waited 48 minutes. Protect my eyes. It's potentially a really bad day in our house. Is it really? Yeah. What's the what's the Rushmore of that sixteen season for Carson? Oh. In order. In order? Yeah. Rizzo. He's still one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Bryant. Baez. 
Zobrist, Contreras. I mean, everybody's kind of gone now. It's about to end. I mean, by the end of the day, Chris Bryant could be a San Francisco Giant and Anthony Rizzo could be a Boston Red Sox. A tough day for a 14-year-old kid. Throw in the possibility that Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets traded tonight. Rough day. That's one of the worst days you could have. I mean, my God. A tough day. So what's the market you get in return for Alexander? What's the deal? Oh, they're trying to trade up to one of the first three picks in the draft. Is that how many, what people feel like, marquee players are there? So you try to get like an Evan Mobley or somebody? So there's three players in this draft tonight that are considered first picks in most drafts. Okay. Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. Jalen Green, the uh, guard from G League Ignite. Okay. Jalen Green wakes up each day, and before he gets out of the bed, he's already scored 22 points. He's, He's a walking bucket. What kind of a defender he is, I don't know. His ceiling is astronomical. Cunningham's ceiling is generational player. And then more and more teams are looking at Evan Mobley, the big SC, big SC from, yeah, the center from SC and and going, wow, he's a generational talent. They're looking at him and saying, what's his ceiling? What's his floor? And both Cunningham and Mobley, their floors are. NBA All-Star, and their ceilings are all NBA generational-type players. So then after that, Jalen Suggs is almost certainly going to go fourth. A lot of people love Scotty Barnes at Florida State. Uh, A lot of people like um, James Booknight, the guard from Connecticut. His stock has jumped. Jonathan Kaminga is an 18-, 19-year-old kid from G League Ignite who some people say his ceiling is Kawhi Leonard. His floor is bust. So it's a really good draft. It's a deep draft. There are people, uh, Moses Moody, the guard from Arkansas, his stock has jumped in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. It's a really good draft. I love Josh Giddy, the guard from Australia. It's one of the best passers I've ever seen. There's a big from Turkey who uh, I think people look at it, and go, ah, he's a European big, so he's going to be a plotter. He's not at all. Very athletic. So it's a really good draft. That's why there's a lot of movement. A lot of teams are trying to move up. And you go into tonight, there's a lot of names that are flying around out there. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, Kimball Walker. Um, the Lakers are shopping Kyle Kuzma and, and um, guys like There's just a lot out there tonight. It could end up being a really big, really big night in the NBA. But if Shea Gildas Alexander is not on the Thunder at the end of the night, it'll be a problem. The only way it won't be a problem, I think, is if Cade Cunningham is. I think I think Carson oh, okay. could I think Carson could make the shift in his emotional mind from SGA to Cade. The figurative Cade Cunningham poster could go on the wall quickly if quickly. that was if that was necessary. But most of you have never been in Carson's room. Carson's room has three athletes on the wall. Anthony Rizzo, mm-hmm. Chris Bryant, and Shea Gildas Alexander. So it's a 
Could be remodeling coming up soon. And, and you might need Aaron and Ben here before long to, get, to get some stuff done. It, it could be emotional. Yeah. Uh, you think about that, though. I mean, you know, the years that. Oh, I get it. The years you develop as a fan or when you're, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14. And that, those, were, those were years that those guys were special for the Cubs. Adult you, obviously Maddox. But as a kid, was there any team change that sticks out? That stuck, that hurt? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and now that was a whole different era, so you didn't Yeah, because guys didn't leave like that then. Yeah, free um, agency in sports wasn't a thing. No, you know, because when I was a kid, I cheered for the Cubs. And Ryan Sandberg was a Cub forever. I was 13 when David Justice left the Braves to go to the Indians, and that one sucked. Yeah. And he was at the end. You know, the Bryant yeah. thing is... Well, I mean, he was, I just looked it up. I mean, he was at the, he, he, he had fallen off, but he was, third, sure. he was 30. Yeah, so he was still, still productive, yeah. Yeah. Had some good years in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually hung on there till a while. He, was, he retired at 36 after that money ball year. That was his last season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. with the A's. Yeah. Played, a full, or played the full season in 02 with, with the A's. Appeared in 118 games. The Maddox one was the one that stung the most for me. I was in grad school. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the night. It was July. They it was the they just come back from the All Star break. I want to say it was a Thursday night, and the Cubs were playing the Pirates in Chicago. And at the beginning of the broadcast, Steve Stone said that the Cubs and Greg Maddox had ended negotiations and that he was going to go to free agency. And I had this thing in the pit of my stomach. And of course, he that was the Pirates team that had Barry Bonds and yeah. Bobby Bonilla. Oh man, it's a Braves fan. Slide. It was yeah. a. And he absolutely stuck it up their ass that night and just being sick about it. And then when he left for the Braves, I was just crushed. I, I, I don't remember. I mean, I went to several, so I don't remember this one specifically. But I was at the first Maddox start against the Cubs in Atlanta after he was yeah. taken by the Braves. His first start with the Braves was at Wrigley against the Cubs. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah, this this was at Fulton County, but um, it was two very painful hours. <laughs> Running joke there being two, isn't he? Yes, move quickly. Yes, <laughs> it was a one to nothing game. Yeah. <laughs> and the next day, one of the guys that the Cubs had gotten in, instead of Maddox was Jose Guzman. And the next day, Jose Guzman went eight and a third, I think, no hit against the Braves. And everybody was like, see? And I was yeah. like, oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I was, I mean, thank God there was no Twitter then. I, I, I would have been banned from Twitter. I would have dog cussed so many people when they're like, see, we've got Jose Guzman. I'm like, oh, so no, you no. didn't even like buy into it for a second. Oh, you no. never even thought. No. Your, your, your fan brain didn't try no, to kick I, in. I, mean, I remember wanting the no hitter to get broken up. I was so angry. You're rooting for Fred McGriff or somebody to hit the ball out of the ballpark oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping they'd pinch hit Maddox and he'd hit a double. How do you let Greg Maddox walk away? I'd, I would. I mean, you got to call Greg Maddox into your office because I think you would have stayed if they would have just paid him and go, what, what do you want? Okay. Here. Here's a pin. How are the Cubs at this moment? Competitive? At all? They're okay. I mean, that kind of answered the question then. Yeah, they're okay. They're the fourth best team in the division. No, no, no. In, when Maddox was traded. Oh, they were good. Yeah, that's what, no, back then. No, they were good. Okay. Yeah, not they're solid. They won in, you know, 89. 
He was he was twenty six when he got traded. Yeah, he wasn't. They weren't. They weren't bad. They still had Ryan Sandberg, Mark Grace, in the prime of his career. He won three straight Cy Youngs after the uh, the trade. Yeah, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> you knew that stat. No, they were good. They were a solid team. They were a solid team. It would have been much better with him. Out of ninety five in a strike shortened year, nineteen and two. Yeah, I know win loss is whatever, but nineteen and two yells no matter what is uh, sure. what what's there. All right, so we haven't talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking at baseball stats now. Go ahead. Uh, Oxford's own Sam Kendricks. Yes. Um, for anybody who hasn't been under a rock in the last twelve hours, he tests positive for COVID nineteen. Um, the testing process in Tokyo is incredibly rigorous, and he uh, he is. Uh, he is out of the Olympics. Um, the more, even more frustrating thing, I got plenty of frustrating things, but the most frustrating part of this, I saw um, maybe his mom, if I get it wrong, I'm sorry, on the Instagram post alerting friends and family that he was out, um, uh, said that he had actually passed a test in the in the quarantine hotel yeah. Likely indicating that it was a false positive, but Tokyo has absolutely no recourse for false positives or any retest. One one positive test, and no matter if there's ten after that, you are eliminated from competition. It's infuriating. It's 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 destroying a lifetime goal for what appears to not even be a positive. And I think Sam's twenty six. I don't know. It's his third Olympics. Yeah. This was his. He was the favorite to get gold. He was, yeah, he was the favorite. He's been. The first or second pole vaulter in the world for a really long time now. Yeah, it's. I was sick when I heard it this morning. Yeah, I saw it just as I went to bed last night. Yeah, I'm glad I did not know that yeah. last night. I mean, literally, I was shutting my eyes, and it was the last thing I saw before I went to sleep. That would have cost me sleep. It was ten thirty, ten twenty last night. Such a nice kid. He's not a kid anymore. He's a young man. He's yeah. a great ambassador for the town we live in. He's a great role model for the young people in this town and all over the place. And there's no common sense anymore. He's in an outdoor sport. He has no symptoms. It was almost certainly a false positive. He's tested negative over and over and over, including when he got there, he tested negative. And even if he were positive, he's outdoors. Everybody around there is, I mean, they're doing, I watched some of the swimming thing last night. I will not watch another minute of the Olympics after this, by the way. I'm out. Not protest. I just don't want to watch it. All the swimmers are doing the mask theatrics with, they swim for 1,500 meters or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. you can barely breathe and put a mask on for your interview. The American that won the like 1,600 Meter swim. Teddy Ledecky. No, this was the ma- a male. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He had a last in the last fifty meters. He goes on this just sprint and wins okay. it. It was incredible. Okay, I hadn't seen this. And he has to put on a mask to do his interview, and he's <gasps> trying to talk. And I mean, his mask is inflating into his like it's hitting his esophagus. You he know, just it, swim a mile. Yeah, he just basically swam a mile. Yeah, <laughs> and it's insane. I mean, look at these people. Like they. they there's people that look like them are not dying of COVID. Why are we doing this? It's theater. I get it, but but it's not necessary. And now you're screwing people. Think of how many hours 
Sam Kendricks has trained for that Olympic Games. And you take it away from him over over a, a, a very likely false positive? At some point, people have to go, this thing is insane. We must stop the insanity. He, he says, I haven't watched the video, but I'm seeing it here on a Google search. He, uh, he posted a video five hours ago that says he passed two tests at home and then one upon arrival in the airport in Japan as well. Yeah, and I'm so sick of the media. Like, well, he, he won't answer whether he's been vaccinated or not. Who gives it? Who cares? Especially in, in an era when there are vaccinated athletes who are testing positive and, and being stripped of the ability to compete. 28. Yes, he'll be 32 the next time. So. September 7, 1992. Brutal. Just terrible. It's just brutal. Yet we watch guys play basketball against each other. They're not wearing masks. What happens if a basketball team, someone tests positive? Are going to contact trace a, a team out of the Olympics? I, I know the answer is yes. Yeah, he won, the, he, he won the gold in the world championships in 19 and 17. He won bronze in 16. Yeah, won bronze in 16 and was poised to win gold this time. Yeah. Um, and has to go isolate in some little room somewhere in Tokyo for the theater of it all. Yeah, because he had he couldn't get tested again for six days, and by then the competition will obviously be over, was the way they explained it. Um, also, as much as we give grief in some areas, uh, congrats to the Forty family. Brooke Forty with a silver sure. medal in the uh, in the Olympics. Sure. Um, I guess she ran the swim, the prelims, or the semis. She wasn't on the final relay team, but obviously anybody who participated to that point to 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 to, to advance and get the medal. Um, that was actually one of the more entertaining races. That was the eight hundred IM um, for the women, and Ledecky almost ran down the the the, the girl from China there on the last leg. Um, Australia she's was the prohibited favorite. She's amazing, Ledecky. Yeah. I, Watching the um, – I, I don't think we talked about this. Maybe we did. Maybe it was off camera. I don't know. Um, her entire program for the Olympics, from her warm-ups to her training sessions to the actual races, because she does a lot of distance too. She won the gold in the 1500, 30 laps of, of an Olympic pool. Think about that. Um, I mean – No. Yeah. Come I, don't, on. I don't want them to think about it. Um I, think, I want to say somebody said that over the course of the entire Olympics, everything she would do in a pool was a little over 30 miles. Something like that. In no. two weeks. No. I mean... No. My God. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I... I well, it's like the dudes yesterday that was swimming the mile or whatever. Yeah. It's like... How do you even keep count? Are you, are you even count I guess your you head? hear... I don't know if you count or you hear, because I watched Ledecky in the 15, which is the mile-ish. I guess the mile's 16, but whatever. It's close yeah. enough. Um, and she knew exactly where she was, because like you could tell she even like picked up Cadence Care at a couple spots, and then when she was done, I mean, she immediately got out of the pool. It wasn't like she was going to flip again or anything. I mean, so I don't think you count, though, because my problem with counting would be if I feel like I miscounted at some point, I'd be all in my head about that while oh, I'm yeah. swimming. I'm like, am I on 18 or 20? So you, is it 14 are, are you, or 16? So you're listening for audio, audio. I'm assuming the announcer or either maybe a coach over the side. Maybe when you come back every time, it's, hey, two, four, six, eight. I, I have no clue. But, yeah, otherwise, I don't know that you could keep count to the point that you knew for 100%. 
that that's what you were doing. The mental rigor of training for something like that, where there is no competition and you're just in the water swimming at that pace to condition your body to swim at that pace it's, would be un- incredible. Oh, it's it's marathon it's marathon times a thousand because also the Olympics fascinate me because in team sports and in individual sports professionally, you get another chance so quickly, even if it's annual. Okay, every sure. year, sure. But and I, I forget the swim, but I, I watch I've watched a lot of swimming in the last five six days and. You train nonstop, and it's your sole focus for four, and in this instance, five years, because we got pushed off for a year. And she lost gold by one one hundredth of a second. And I went five years, and I lose by one one hundredth of a second, and it's just over. Yeah. And you're probably aged out where you don't even do it again. Yeah. Like I just, well, the thought of resuming another training for the next. No, one. the mental toll yeah. of that. Yeah. Because you lost by one 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 hundredth of a second. Yeah. The amount of sacrifice that goes just, into just, Yeah, just I can't I can't make that make sense. That'd be tough to swallow. Um one of the cooler stories, the uh the high school junior from Alaska won gold in uh in her event. Oh yeah, I saw the, she, the kids uh, were watching back in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. L- Lily King was the favorite, another American. She ended up with bronze. Um, but the, the the girl from Alaska won uh won gold. There are there is only one Olympic sized pool in the entire state of Alaska. Really? So your Olympic style pool is fifty meters. She trains on a pool that's twenty five yards. So essentially half the size because meters would be like twenty seven, I guess something like that. So, um. Or maybe it goes the other way. Whatever. Either way. Um, yeah, like basically a half-size pool is what she trained on to qualify for the Olympics. Which means you're turning twice as I mean, like... Yeah. It's kind of remarkable. That was really yeah. remarkable. Yeah. So. SUNY, was it SUNY, is it SUNY Lee? She has won... Spoiler alert, because it comes on the night. Uh, she, win, she wins the women's gymnastics all around. Yes, correct. So there's a story about her that was incredible. She couldn't afford or didn't have access to a balance beam okay. as a young girl. And so her father built a balance beam that she trained on all those years. Well, that's what always hits me when you see the, <clears throat> the reaction of the athletes to their families. Because with those type sports, the family sacrifice for your son or daughter to become an Olympic swimmer for your daughter to become a, an Olympic gymnast. The sacrifice is, is almost incalculable. Yeah. And when the moment happens and it, and it goes it's that surge, yeah. everything. Well, there was the, the mom that I think it was her son swimming. It might've been a daughter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She couldn't watch and she kept putting her head behind her husband and then she'd hear, and she'd kind of look, and then she'd put her head back behind it. It was, you realize that was raw emotion. Mm-hmm. That was, I want to watch, I want And then she did see the end when, I think it was, I think it was her son. Okay. One. And she went nuts, you know. Yeah, it was her son. She went nuts and stuff. But during the the final, like, 50 meters or whatever, she she wanted so badly to watch, but could not physically make herself watch. And that was, that was, it was funny 
to watch it later because you knew the end was good. Mm-hmm. You knew he'd won. But, <laughs> I mean, you think about how much stress went into that moment. Yes. and just Basically their whole life. Yeah. You, de- you have to dedicate your you whole life Because you decide when you're like 12, 10. I mean, who knows, depending on the sport. So Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They also offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you with either one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery. We've been telling you if you're a state or school employee and you have an insurance provider who uses CVS Caremark, it has nothing to do with CVS Pharmacy. You are all good to use your local pharmacy. You get the same great service. Graham, same great things that you have been. So just keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about it. Avoid uh, worrying about the CVS kind of logo thing that is there on that prescription benefit manager you're all taken care of. So again, use uh, Tyson Drugs or GNM. Again, 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. You guys know how this works. If you're thinking about a trip, uh, summer's almost over, but it's a lot of uh, sports trips that are out there. I was thinking I talked about this the other day on the podcast. The 2022 World Cup in, uh, is it Qatar? Is that how you say that? Cutter. 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 2022 Masters in April in Augusta, Georgia. The 2022 Super Bowl in February in uh, Los Angeles. All sorts of sports packages that are uh, available. Could some, that kind of thing interests you? Get in touch with John. Tell him some parameters, a budget. And he'll give you options. No, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of a service. It's 901-494-3387. Or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I've got a uh, mailbag up yesterday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties. It's the uh, premium trailer uh, dealership trailer specific professional in uh, Mississippi. They've got load trail. They've also got Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. Full selection of trailer parts and accessories. You can get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full service shop just by telling them that you heard about them here on the podcast. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. I'm going to have our first interview with uh, Ole Miss linebacker Chance Campbell. Um, first part of next week, that's going to be brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. That's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, Duckhead, True Grit, and more at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or at therogue.com. Oh, um, let's see. What do we uh, what do we have? Some recruiting going on this weekend on the uh, on the Ole Miss campus. So lock in, I guess, Rebelgrove dot com for uh, for that. Zach had something earlier on who is potentially uh, showing up, barring yeah, I, barring things. I told Zach, I said, be super careful here. Be very careful with how you navigate who's coming. Otherwise, you will spend the next week answering questions about why so-and-so did not come. So hopefully he... That's one you learn. 
You yeah, learned. You learned that one. You learned it the hard way. Because you either learn it, or every time somebody does a show, well, you know, I think I heard they had some car trouble. Um, had had some issues. His ride fell through. Yeah, <laughs> the bus ticket was for tomorrow. Um, yeah, he got the dates confused. That's a good one. Yeah, that one. I you know, it's hard to disprove that one. Yeah. He didn't feel good. It was up late last night. His mom didn't feel good. You gotta have a ride. Yep. So, yeah. We'll see. Have plenty of uh of coverage of uh of that. What time is uh the draft tonight? Seven o'clock, ABC. Carson's got soccer at five thirty. Figure we'll be in the car when the draft begins. Got two of his friends in the car with him. Carson's probably gonna be looking at him going, Shut up. I need to listen to this. Gonna be tense. A lot of time's been spent That's kind focusing of on this draft. Really has. A lot. He's been more locked into this one. Though. Locked into this one. And, he and he's already locked in the next one. Carson is already contemplating ways that the Thunder can get him Oni Bates in next year's draft. Oh. Did you see where Kelvin ben- Benjamin's all pissed off at Giants head coach I Joe did. Judge? I did see that. Yeah, he, uh, he said he was doing everything to kind of sabotage the situation. What he uh, he said about his uh, his head coach as the uh, the Giants released. Uh, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to find the exact quote here. I thought it was interesting. Got to be careful that you don't get you don't poison yourself getting picked up somewhere else. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Um, said that uh, it all began when Judge calling Benjamin over on the field before the first practice of training camp. Judge told the converted wide receiver that he'd be fine for reporting to camp overweight. Benjamin, though, was trying to resuscitate his career as a tight end. He said the Giants wanted him to report to camp at 251. He was 265 in the spring and came in at 268 for camp. A Giants source confirmed that he would be fine for reporting overweight, even though he passed the conditioning test on Tuesday. Um, he says, Judge said, I came in 15 pounds overweight. So I'm like, how did I come in 15 pounds overweight when I was 265 for minicamp? And he said, you left at 265 and came back at 268. Of course, I lift weights. I got more muscle. I'm basically smaller than I was as a wide receiver. I was like, how is that possible? I'm a tight end now. How does this make uh, any uh, any sense? So, When the NFL team tells you to lose weight, lose weight. You're a professional athlete. Hire a nutritionist and lose the weight. Well, if they told you to be 251... And you're 268. You hire a nutritionist and go, so here's the deal. I got to get to 251. Let's do it. Because I don't know. I mean, look, maybe Benjamin made up. I mean, maybe Judge made up some stuff. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Not not there. But if they tell you to lose 14 pounds in the spring at 265 and you come back at 268, well, you they're not going to be happy. You gained weight. You weigh more than you did. Because had you been like 254, they probably get okay, you're working on it. We'll, 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 so we'll Kelvin it Benjamin, in other words, is the guy that when he puts his pants on and they're tight and they won't quite button, he goes, who dried these? It's always the pants' fault. It's never. I ate a donut. Yeah, you've been eating differently. Gettleman follows him into the locker room, releases him uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Benjamin said he could hear in his voice that he was going to get released. Huh. Yeah. The GM's done that a time or two. He's yeah. got probably a, a thing he does whenever that's that's time to do it. He sits him down and says, this is the hardest part of my job. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you. You know, it's not you, it's us. 
if anything that shouldn't have had me come back to training camp, it's personal vendettas. That is what it is more than anything. Mm, They didn't want to give me the opportunity to get on the field, and they could have been a man about it. Of course, they're going to make it seem like I walked away where I quit. Anybody who went through a situation like that, I mean, how can I practice at that point? At the end of the day, what is right is right, and what is wrong is wrong. Shut up. Kelvin, stop talking. (laughs) Shut up. If you want the Arizona Cardinals to call on line two, be quiet. Yeah. Because Kingsbury is reading this news story here, and at the top he's going, oh, well, maybe. And he gets to the bottom and goes, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah. Don't need okay. that in my locker room. Uh-uh. When they tell you to drop 15 pounds, drop 15 pounds. Don't gain three. Drop, yeah. I, I mean, said drop something. I mean, if you drop 11 and you come in, you're like, yeah, coach, it's been hard, but I'm, I'm trying to get it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, okay. I'm trying all to right. get it all. Yeah, okay, well. Let's keep working. Yeah. You look good. Yeah. Let's keep working. You're, you're, he would not have been cut today if he was 254 when he shows up instead of 251. Look, you want to lose 15 pounds, you can lose 15 pounds. It's hard, and it's not fun. But you can do it. But you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it starts at the table. Yeah. So. Put the fork away. That's kind of it. I was looking through the uh, the last uh, bit of headlines, but nothing that makes a lot of sense. Kind of a slow news day other than the 15 things we talked about so far today. And there's a mower um, outside now, so we're picking the right, exact right outside time. outside today. Yeah, hearing this. So, all right, we'll uh, be back with another podcast on Monday. One uh, day closer, a few days closer to camp starting than the season. No, no, too terribly far oh, away. Oh, by the way, I was wrong on dates. Uh-huh. They report on Wednesday, which I think is August the 4th. Oh, so a little earlier. And I think the first practice is either the 5th or the 6th. Okay. So we, it is next week. By the time we get to, to this point, practice will be upon us for uh, fall camp for Ole Miss football and really, well, the entire country. So appreciate everybody in the stream and everybody listening wherever you are doing so. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.